Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Lately, I've been getting a lot of chatter on my PCOS Diva Facebook boards about how do you get your family on board with the PCOS Diva lifestyle, especially the diet. You, If you have kids and a husband who just are used to the, the old way that you ate, um, how do you get them to eat? lots of vegetables and all of those anti-inflammatory foods that are so important for healing PCOS that uh, are highlighted in the PCOS Diva meal plans and my programs, because it's just not sustainable to be cooking two meals every night, one for you and one for everyone else. So Recently, I did a Facebook Live, and you can find that Facebook Live in the PCOS Diva private community page on Facebook. You can watch that video, and I give lots of tips on how to get your family on board, but I was thinking I would love to do a podcast as well, and I wanted to bring on one of my favorite um, experts about raising healthy kids. And so I was so happy that Dr. Mahita Sahid agreed to come on the PCOS Diva podcast. She's also known as the Holistic Mom MD. She's a family physician and best-selling author. She has a brand new book out called The Holistic RX for Kids, Parenting, Healthy Brains and Bodies in a Changing World. And she is a mom of four young boys, so she knows a thing or two about getting kids to eat healthy inside and outside of the home. So welcome so much, Dr. Saeed, uh, to the PCOS Diva podcast, and I can't wait to hear um, all of the tips that you're going to give us about getting our family on board with healthy eating. Oh my gosh, I am so incredibly honored. I love your work, something that I'm very passionate about. It hits near and dear to my heart. And especially when, you know, you're, you're on that PCO, PCOS journey, sometimes you feel like you should be just doing it on your own, not understanding that actually it's like a full family approach 
that will really help you succeed and keep your children and family healthier. So thank you so much for having me on today. This is this is a this is a topic that I'm super passionate about because literally cooking two meals is like that's that's not sustainable. And I actually live with a family of eight and um you know, we're in a traditional Pakistani household where the where I'm like the oldest daughter-in-law and everybody shows up to my house. And guess what? That's about 20 some people on the weekends. And I just cook the same way that I eat. So I can't wait to, you know, distill some of that knowledge and practical tips from me to you. So I can't wait. And you know, <laughs> I know that you're a doctor and uh, as a family practitioner, I'm sure that you see a lot of women and girls with PCOS. Um, I think that is, uh, you know, another concern for a lot of moms is how do I now get my teen that's been diagnosed with PCOS and needs to change the way that she eats on board. So I think it's not just like our our kids and husbands, but also our teen, you know, mm -hmm. girls that, that, and even, you know, the younger girls that are, uh, showing insulin resistance and predisposition for PCOS. So, um, uh, where, where would you like to start? All about holistic parenting, right? And we know that we are mind, body, and soul. Our children are mind, body, and soul. And holistic parenting can really help nurture a child's mind, body, soul from the inside out with the skills that they need for emotional intelligence, enduring deep friendships, making correct decisions, managing stress, and being able to remain resilient all throughout lifetime, life, you know, life, even in through adulthood, no matter what life throws at you. So especially, and that's what's really important because if you may have one child with insulin resistance, you may one have maybe with anxiety or maybe, you know, one that is sleepish, whatever it is, it's all about raising mindful children. And really remember mindfulness allows us to see our internal and external environment clearly showing us how best to respond and be fully aware of many of our you know, emotions, our bodies, our minds, environment, learning how to keep it all in balance. And when it starts to sway, we can then start to, you know, fix it on our own, right? And or teach the children how they can fix it on their own, just like what we're doing with our own lives, increasing our resilience in any situation and environment. So specifically, when you have a child with you know, PCOS, or you're starting to see abnormal periods, or the other symptoms of insulin resistance, acanthosis, nigricans, waking around the midsection, acne, irritability, brain fog, sugar crashes, carb cravings, you know, um, and all of these can actually, you know, after you've been diagnosed, or even if you're starting to see these signs, like, you know, they start seeing like the black, blackness, or you see their periods are irregular, um, really starting to educate your child and empowering them with, you know, skills that they need to help put their bodies into balance and to first recognize that, you know, your body right now is out of balance and we need to actually put it back into balance. And, and then that way, your, you, these symptoms that you're experiencing will, will improve itself. Wouldn't that make you feel so much better? So I think that if we can really help to just educate and empower our children to uh, be mindful of their bodies and then obviously live this lifestyle 
and then show our children that this can be fun and easy and cost effective and something that you can then just incorporate into your daily routine to help that resilience. And I know for just like for both of us, right, we incorporate these things into our daily lifestyle to keep our bodies balanced, you know, with the food that we're eating, the meditations, the yoga, you know, the nature, the sunlight, the supplements, you know, all of these different pieces, sleep, and to really then role model that for your child um, is really, really important. Because yeah, remember, I think, yeah. I was so. just going to just, uh, I think you said a really key word there, role modeling. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot, especially for uh, the moms that, you know, may not have PCOS, but their daughters have been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to expect your children to do one thing um, when you're doing the other. So it, it is critical that that you are a, role, a, a healthy role model. Absolutely. That is really important. We got to start there. But also about educating and empowering because we know that insulin resistance can actually lead to inflammation. Inflammation then can come back to insulin resistance, you know, and contribute to insulin resistance. So now studies have actually shown that chronic inflammation hijacks our children's and teens' brains. Mm -hmm. Studies have shown that this inflammation was found to decrease the strength of the connection between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. And the prefrontal cortex is responsible for, you know, taking a look at the full picture, weighing the risks versus the benefits and coming to a logical conclusion and decision. While the amygdala is a fight and flight type of decision-making. So you need both of these to make a good decision. So behavior and inflammation are intimately connected. And studies have shown that those children that suffer from chronic conditions, including, you know, insulin resistance, PCOS, were actually increased risk for developing, you know, depression, anxiety, emotional emotional problems that actually persisted beyond childhood and adolescence into adult life. So it's really important to understand that when your child is showing these signs of inflammation or their body off balance with you know, insulin resistance, or even maybe behavioral issues, right? That we need to really recognize that when our child's lifestyle is out of balance, their brains and their bodies are not working appropriately. So we have to, you know, really focus on incorporating these key pieces into your children's lifestyle that will help to lower that overall inflammation that that can help their brain start to work properly. And then therefore their children will, your children will actually start to make better decisions. And I know for, I mean, this is something that I've been experimenting in my own household right? and um, where you, one year, once you can instill these life skills with your child, the entire stress of the house goes down. Right. But you can actually talk to kids like, you know, adults. And I think that's what we need to do is we don't give kids enough credit that if they can figure out, you know, video games and they can figure out these really complex things that sometimes we can't even figure out (laughs) that they can figure out exactly what goes on in their bodies. And so my kids know exactly what happens, what the when you put food in your body and what happens to in our gut microbiome, what happens to our insulin, what happens to the cells, what is insulin resistance? So it really starts with a key foundational piece of educating them about what insulin resistance is and why it's a problem. And then start to work with your teen and child to come up with a strategy on 
incorporating these key foundations of holistic parenting or functional medicine into their daily routine that can help improve their brain function, their DNA, their cells, their mitochondria, their microbiome, their immune system, and their overall health and well-being. That that's all of that is just so true. <laughs> I think um, for my kids, part of the education piece was teaching them to really understand how food makes them feel. Yes. And it, I, we're recording this right uh, about a week after ha- Halloween. And so that's like, honestly, a perfect time because most kids will binge on candy that night, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next day, either that night they have a tummy ache or the next day they're feeling like exhausted. It's really hard. But, and that's what happened to my daughter. She made some bad some well, some not so healthy choices for herself. And she felt awful the next day. So it was a good lesson to say, well, this, if you put this type of food um, in excess and, and it's not, it's not even food really. Right. It's just it's like food, like substances. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> into your body. This is how you're going to feel. And it's just, uh, sometimes it's just not worth, worth it. You got to make better decisions. Um, yeah. So, so how do you go about teaching your kids to get in touch? And and I think it's even teaching ourselves how to get in touch with how food makes us feel. Absolutely. Because you know, food and nutrients regulate every single chemical reaction in our bodies. And studies have actually shown that children that eat like rainbow, whole foods packed with color, fiber, nutrients, minerals, good fats, actually have healthier brains, less violent, improved behaviors, bodies, but, you know, hormone balance. So I think the best thing is yes, to be mindful, right? About how the food makes you feel, but also alongside, again, we talked about the education piece that knowing exactly that this food that you're actually putting in your body is not just food. It's not just for fun. right? And I think that's what we've done is we just incorporate, we've just connected food with fun for so long. And that's it. It doesn't go beyond that. Right. But to really educate and empowering our children, but food can be fun. Yes. But guess what? It can also regulate every chemical reaction in your body. And so to teaching them that, you know, there's all these trillions of gut bugs in your belly. And in order to keep them healthy, you want to make your you know, you want to choose those correct foods that would keep your gut bugs happy, depending on who you're talking to, if you're talking to a child or a teen. And uh, I mean, there's actually now great documentaries, even on Netflix right now called The Human. And it really dives into the gut microbiome and even talks about the insulin resistance, which is really cool. So my children actually, yes, Mm -hmm. it just came out on Netflix. And actually, well, that's what my teenager has been watching because now you have like pictures and really, I think just starting to educate and empower our children and our families that food is so much more than just food, right? It is, it, it, it optimizes our genetics, right? It transforms our biology. It can either hurt you or it can heal you. And so that's empowering. And to then to make it fun, right? So once you've done the education piece, now we got to make it fun. And in my house, we really, you know, there, especially if we want to try to keep inflammation low, balance your hormones, you know, we focus on food, making sure that it does three things. We want to make sure that it balances your gut microbiome that keeps your insulin and your glucose balanced and is the most nutrient dense foods for you. 
And there's tons of diets out there. So it's really can sometimes confusing, but instead of focusing on all the diet things that these diets have different, let's focus on what these diets have the same. And that is tons of vegetables, rainbow foods, you know, clean protein, and then healthy fats. So if we can focus on those three aspects, and that's what I do with my children is I have them go down the list, vegetables, clean protein, and healthy fats. This way, you concentrate on the foods that these children, these teens can have, and now focus on the things that they can't have. And especially right now, I mean, junk food, especially for teenagers, literally destroys their brains. Mm -hmm. Studies have actually shown that these, I mean, our, our children and our teens are in a critical phase of neurodevelopment with lots of hormones and structures and behavioral and molecular connections. So specifically, adolescents are vulnerable to these stresses that then lead to the behavioral changes. So um, this junk food, if we're going to put junk into our kids, expect junk behaviors out, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. right? And studies have actually shown that kids that eat ultra processed food had 10% smaller brains and seven points lower IQ. And so junk food can actually shape an adolescent's brain in ways that they can impair their ability to think, their learn, remember, perform a uh, lower uh, memory test and even control impulsive behaviors, increasing teenage depression and anxiety. And actually there, because teens brains are not fully developed and they're still developing, right? They, teens brains actually get more pleasure than adult brains in, do when they get for, from these rewarding type behaviors as adult adolescents actually have more dopamine receptors and adolescents brains are more easily influenced by their environment. So how are, how are we going to, you know, incorporate that into the child's daily routine? Is that because everybody else's teen is eating junk food and crab, you know, all and going to like the fast food. So again, in my house, it's all about the yes mentality. Like, yes, you can eat this. You can, yes, you can eat that. Yes. Because I stock my house with, for success. So the kids have, you know, if they want, they, I mean, the, the traditional nacho chips, right. That are like packed with MSGs and colorings and all this chemicals. I replace them with cassava flour chips. Yes. It still raises your blood sugar level, but less so than the processed food will do. And then um, to recognize, so then still having those replacements there. Um, and uh, again, with like, they'll, they'll have bars if they want cookies, the cakes, I'll make it out of almond flour. I'll make them out of cassava flour, which is at least a prebiotic. Again, these are just treats. They don't have all the time, but then the kids don't feel like they're de deprived. And uh, same with, you know, we have like, you know, this processed wheat pasta, you can then switch it out for more healthier with some little bit more protein pastas, which is in my house, what I love to do is we'll do again as a treat, uh, lentil pastas, and then, but I put tons of like vegetables in there and both and broths and then your protein of choice. And then I'll actually add broccoli sprouts, which is packed with sulforaphane and cauliflower and mushrooms and carrots. And you use like a sauce that's packed with vegetables. So then they're getting it, but they're still getting their treats, but their blood sugar levels are a little bit more stable, but you know, compared to those that are just skyrocketing and then just coming down because what we don't recognize is that the processed conventional foods, like for example, you want to look at the glycemic load of common foods. The glycemic load of, for example, cornflakes 
is higher than table sugar. <laughs> right. And then it comes like corn chips, Cheerios, then a bar, then like a, bar, a candy bar, like a Mars bar. And then comes, but then the, the more whole foods that you have that are less processed, they don't raise your blood sugar and insulin level as much so as the, um, as the, as these processed foods do. So you, again, you want to look for still having those things as a treat, you know, in the, in the, in your children's pantry. So then they don't feel like they're ever being deprived and, um, and then, but still focusing on your key ingredients to tons of vegetables, clean protein and healthy fats. Then I recognize that if the kids will want like a little treat with almond flour after that, then they're satiated just with that little piece. And then they're like, Oh, I'm good. <laughs> right. Or a little piece of dark chocolate. Right. So you're still being able to then cater to their desire, but then not having a no mentality. It's always a, yes, you can have that. And then empowering your child with those options readily available. What really has um, worked for me over the years has in parenting is finding what your kid's currency is. Yeah. Like, what is it that they really value? And yes. so when it came to food, as they got a little older, um, you know, probably, you know, eight, it, it, I think it's harder with a, with a really young child. But, you know, what do they like to do? Do they like sports? Are they really into robotics? Um, and then showing them how having a, a healthy diet helps them to excel in whatever it is that they Absolutely. do. So Absolutely. like figure out what is it, you know, I call it in, in the work that I do, your big why, what's your big why? Um, and then, you know, kind of help them make positive choices, reminding them of their big why. Absolutely. And again, it's about, about, you know, educating and empowering your children to make those changes so that they can get to that. I know in my household this last year, <laughs> we actually wrote five books together. And this last year and a half, I have two coming out simultaneously, actually, um, about like a children's book that we wrote together. And um, and, and, and it's really fun to see how they really love to do things like that with me. But again, trying to help them find their purpose mm -hmm. and then empowering them to do so. Like, for example, and, but it's so powerful because um, I've noticed that one of my children loves to um, like draw and color and one of them loves like sports, right? And playing chess. But the thing is, he gets you know, sometimes the stress overwhelms him. It's so much fun to like walk in to your 10 year old meditating completely on their own to put their nervous system back into balance because they're wanting to try to excel in this game that they're trying to play at school. Right. So then that really comes. So all of these pieces of their lifestyle, food is just one piece of that puzzle. Right. And it's so much fun because, and that too, like the, they do recognize that their food, one, my seven-year-old, right? Because <laughs> again, school—he really didn't want to be agitated for like a t that day because he was doing something really special in school. And he, <laughs> when I came downstairs, I'm like, he was eating sauerkraut completely on his own, and I was like, why are you eating sauerkraut? And he was like, oh, mom, because 
I really, I felt, I woke up this morning feeling a little agitated. And I think maybe yesterday I had too much like organic sugar from Nana's house. So I didn't want to feel that way because I wouldn't be able to do all these things at school that I really wanted to do. And so I'm eating sauerkraut so I can feed the good bugs in my belly. And um, when my belly bugs are happy, then my brain will be happier. You know, <laughs> this is a seven-year-old. So we can totally teach teenagers, anybody dealing with, uh, um, you know, and any of the, any of these, you know, when their bodies are off balance, teaching them these key pieces to help them really excel in what they want to do. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's a great example. I love it. <laughs> Um, okay. So it's a process though. I mean, yes! it's, oh, not, absolutely. it's not going to happen overnight. So let, give us some tips for moms, um, that are listening, um, and you know, divas that are listening, whose families are, you know, they're, they're used to the, the chicken nuggets and the pizza and the hot dogs and the French fries. How do you get them eating broccoli sprouts and, um, you know, more of the, um, the vegetables that really acquire a certain palate, um, before they're enjoyable. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it's all about training your taste buds and providing those alternatives for your child, because especially if you have a teenager, as soon as you start changing things out, it's going to be a control issue, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're going to be like, no, this is what I, we've been wanting. This is what I want. And then, they, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to go to school and then have that. So again, providing them with those alternatives that they can have so then they can fight that craving. So for example, if the kid, if your child literally wants, you know, pasta all day long, or like what you said, chicken nuggets, (laughs) like they'll just eat chicken nuggets and then they'll have like brownies. Let's just give that example. Right. So change it up. So what I do is that I'll make a chicken nugget. Right. But instead what I'll do, like I'll actually batter it in chickpea flour and it's so cool. So then you'll add, so you'll do your, uh, chicken, and then you'll throw some chickpea powder flour in there. And then you can bread it again with like some like dry chickpea flour, flour and then just dry like an avocado oil, whatever it is, just very shallow. Cook it. Delicious chicken nuggets. Like my mother and my mother now will do that for, a, for <laughs> we'll do that same recipe for, you know, KFC type people that for like 200 people, my mother will do that for 200 people on our like celebrations in the chickpea flour. So now here we know that chickpea flour is a little bit less glycemic, but that the, and then now you're cooking in avocado oil. So switch it up with just healthier ingredients and let's say brownies, right? The kids love brownies. So then you can then switch it up for like almond flour and good healthy oils like avocado oil using honey and, or even cassava flour or coconut flour or any of those different alternatives and slowly start this journey with them. Because I recognize that when I first started this, I had those alternatives, but now that the kids are sort of used to eating like vegetables, clean protein, healthy fats, they don't even need that, even that sweet or the treat 
on a regular basis. Like I don't bake every day anymore, right? Where it so it was it was it just to have them have those alternatives available so then they don't feel deprived. And even when I go to like get get togethers, like for me food is love. <laughs> and I even when I go to speak to audiences of 500, I will actually cook and take food with me and I'll show them that there's just like in this pasta, I put broccoli sprouts, I put cauliflower, I put all of these vegetables into their pasta. So slowly but surely, you know, this is their meals. And then in the snacks, just have like a rainbow of fruits and vegetables available on the table for them to snack on because they're always looking for stuff to just snack on and have that hummus, have the, you know, the guacamole sitting there. And then and it's in, in rainbow style, they'll just come and snack on it. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, my kids love it when I just cut up rather than a salad, just like yes. crudite, vegetables <laughs> and dips. Kids love to dip. Um, oh, absolutely. And that's why, and they love the snack. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's sometimes yeah. that's their meal. And then have those nuts and seeds and things like that, that are just available or just like these trail mixes available that they can take with them to school. Um, you know, like with us, so I put like to all the like seeds and pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and cashews and coconut flakes and goji berries, like just, and then that's like their core. My, my kids love that as a, but that's a great, yeah. And that's, and I encourage PCUS divas too, to make your own trail mix. Um, and that's in pack and stash snacks. Uh, yes. I think that's, that's really, you know, you talked about, uh, insulin resistance and, teaching your kids the signs of low blood sugar and making sure that you always have like a trail mix on hand to stave off that hypoglycemia that really it makes me hangry and it makes kids crabby and oh absolutely um (laughs) so yeah I, I love that idea of trail mix I know um what really helped me transition my family was doing a lot of roasting with vegetables oh absolutely grilling vegetables I'm my kids you know wouldn't normally eat maybe steamed um vegetable like say cauliflower but they absolutely gobble up roasted but like when it gets kind of caramelized oh yum they, they they love it and uh and I and I agree with you too to take food with you when you're, you know, invited somewhere, something that you can eat and you know that, you know, you could you can kind of encourage your your children to at least have some of what mom brought before they eat, you know, everything else. Um, Absolutely. I love to take like even just because it looks really great. Uh, I'll either do like this pasta for them, you know, just because nobody else, at least it's for the kids and people are really enjoying it. Or just even take like a roasted chicken and then just the grilled vegetables. Who doesn't love that? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I do. I'll take like grilled vegetables <laughs> and then the roasted chicken out or just a salad or coleslaw is another way that I oh, might yeah. love salad. Right. Because you take like a roasted chicken and then you take coleslaw, like you make a big, delicious coleslaw. Um, I love to even add broccoli, broccoli sprouts, coleslaw in there, different types of which is, you know, the purple cabbage, the green cabbage, the, you know, the carrots, and then just avocado mayo in that with some Golgi berries and things like that. I so know, it's like a I love salad. Oh. so <laughs> my slaw is that that's the thing that people request me to bring and, yes! I'll, do, and I'll do different <laughs> things seasonally. I, I always like to put fruit in there. Like I'll put 
um, berries or, you know, not, not all at the same time, but like berries or cherries or pineapple, or I actually am making, I'm having my lady, lady, lady friends over for dinner tonight. And I'm making a Thai, (laughs) Thai chicken chowder, which is, I know it's in one of my meal plans, the recipe. Um, and then I brought some mango that was on sale. And so I'll put that in the Oh my gosh, delicious. Yeah, that I'm going to make. So oh, so you can keep it super simple with what you already have on hand. And we just got to get creative and things that, you know, ever you can still enjoy these delicious foods, but can keep your insulin balanced or gut microbiome happy, mitochondrial nourished, you know. So there's so much that we can do. And, and I, this is the same way that I cook for when I have 20 people over on the weekends. I focus on those vegetables, those clean protein, healthy fats. I'll do that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, for um, I in the morning time, I usually have, I, I love my smoothies and um, throwing like the grain-free granola in there or just nuts and, seed, nuts and seeds on top of that. Like my kids love like smoothie bowls. So again, you can keep it really fun and um, exciting and nourishing all at the same time and you can do that for a small group and you can do that for a larger group so it's so powerful and it's so much fun but when you start just doing this on a regular basis in your own house it will start to become habit and then you start you know then it makes things so much easier so so we talked about education educating your your family and your kids about how important healthy eating is i know that your new book that is coming out will give you a lot of the, that information. Um, yeah. So, so tell us again, the, the title of that and where, where we could find it. Absolutely. So it's called the holistic RX for kids, parenting, healthy brains and bodies in a changing world that can be found on Amazon and on my website and all the other bookstores along with, I do have a children's book series that can do for like for your preteen teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Adam's Healing Adventure from Sickness to Health. The one that I have also coming out November 18th is actually called Adam's Healing Adventure, the, the power of rainbow foods. So it's for, you know, 10, 11 year olds to really, it's a little bit more packed with information. I didn't want to keep it too basic, but then really provide children with that education and empowering with that. So lots of great resources out there. And then again, I love the work that you're doing. So thank you so much for all. Oh, well, well, you're very, you're very welcome. Um, So, so pick up a copy of Dr. Sahid's book um, and then, you know, try work on changing your family's taste buds with some of the tips and ways of introducing these healthy foods. And then finally, make sure you get your family involved in the cleanup in the kitchen. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Girl speak. Oh my God. Yes. That's like the biggest blessing giving them chores so they can decrease everybody's stress in the house. Exactly. Cause that's part of that, this sustainability piece, um, you know, that everybody should be involved. You should not be the one that's cleaning up all the dishes um, Never. every night <laughs> and get your kids involved and your husband's involved. Um, because that's what it is going to make this this way of eating a success. Because it is, it is more work. I mean, it's much more work than 
you know, going and getting prepackaged food and heating it up in the microwave. Um, but if you think about this is how our ancestors ate and they were much more healthy <laughs> than we as a population are now. And they spent a lot yeah. of time in food preparation. And unfortunately, I wish there was a way around that. Um, but we have to get in the kitchen and cook real food from scratch in Absolutely. order to heal. Absolutely. And I just wanted to add one more piece to that. That uh, amazing advice is because when you feed your child real food, when you feed your adolescent teenager real food, you can actually lower insulin resistance, you can lower leptin resistance. Well, then, then so your child will be satiated and they're not constantly hungry all the time, their bodies are nourished. And so I've noticed that once you yes cooking the real food but the thing is they're eating less frequently because their bodies are nourished their leptins are working appropriately <laughs> telling your body that okay i'm full now i'm good i don't need to because all this processed junk that we're getting from outside is actually inhibiting our leptin and then so therefore leading to even leading to leptin resistance that your body just doesn't know when it's satiated yeah, so if you want to do yourself a favor by eating real food. That's why I tell my kids, I'm not going to feed you junk because I'm, I'm, I don't want to be in the kitchen all day long. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, great, great advice. And leptin, for those of you that don't know, that's a hunger hormone that kind of regulates our hunger. Um, yeah. And yeah, a lot of women with PCOS have issues with leptin. So making sure you're eating lots of high fiber, yep. nutrient rich foods really help with that. Um, absolutely the real well, foods that we're talking about yep uh, yeah so well thank you so much for for sharing your tips and resources and you have a fantastic website and I know that you've got a podcast that you do with your kids just tell us yes I can't wait to have you on the uh it's called the holistic kids show podcast and where my now 14 year old 10 year old and eight year old interview the biggest names in functional medicine and parenting to really help, you know, now to inspire children. So we got to get other kids doing what your, your kids and my kids are already doing. So we got to start this revolution. Absolutely. For this next generation, we yes. have to heal them. Heal, yeah. you know, that, uh, I think it was Dr. Christian Northrup that says that a woman who heals herself, heals her children's children. And um, that's, you know, that's what we're doing here. That's so, what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Every decision that you make right now can influence, you know, your child's brain, their body, their nourishment, you know, everything. So it's so important to start with yourself and then also now and make it a family affair. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Thanks. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. 
And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCUSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.